I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. I recently heard from a parent who was wondering about how best to break the news of their breakup to their children aged 9 and 11 years old. He was struggling to find the words to say it and you know what? Of course he was. A breakup is a difficult, emotionally challenging experience and it is hard to be able to reconcile ourselves as adults with what has gone on or what has led up to this point. So to then try to tell our children something that we had never intended on having to tell them until our own relationship changed is really difficult, really emotional and it doesn't come with a script. So of course a struggle is is unavoidable here. The end of a relationship is a difficult choice and experience for the adults involved, never mind the children. And just like the air stewards advise us on aeroplanes that you must attend to your own mask before attending to theirs, that's what I'm going to ask you to do. And what I mean by this is to give yourself adequate time to process the decision to separate and to come together on a shared narrative and plan for how your children will be co-parented by you before you sit down with them. If this cannot be the case and the separation is more abrupt or perhaps the details cannot be agreed on in a timely way, then you will need to sit with your children and tell them that one of you is moving out and what this means for them. Emphasize that the grown-ups are still working out all of the details and you will keep them updated on this as there will be some of their questions that you won't be able to answer if the split is sudden, acrimonious or subject to ongoing court hearings regarding custody and access arrangements. My rule of thumb is that you should always be honest but developmentally appropriate with children, even and perhaps especially when it comes to these more life-changing events. And parents separating is a life-changing event, even when you manage it really well for all involved. The details of your separation are going to be particular to your given situation, okay? But the truth is that as much as we may try, we will not be able to fully shield or protect our children from what is happening. And perhaps we shouldn't try so hard to do that. Now, bear with me on that, because I think, you know, we can always think about, oh, you know, I've often sat with parents in this situation who are adamant, oh, we've kept it all from the children, the children know nothing. And then I sit with the child and the first thing they tell me is details of their parents' situation and things that they are not supposed to have heard. But the problem is that, you know, our children are members of our family unit. And when that unit is coming apart, they should be privy in developmentally appropriate ways, of course, to what is happening so that the change is happening with rather than to them. The problem with us thinking that they're not hearing the information and that we are keeping it from them is they glean these little nuggets, this little breadcrumb trail, and it doesn't make sense to them. And they fill in the gaps themselves and they create a story that's probably worse and more complicated than the truth. So it's better that they hear it from us in a controlled and comforting, managed way. If your children are close in age developmentally and it's possible for you both to sit with them for a conversation, then brilliant, do so. That's the ideal. If your children need to hear the information in different ways, you know, because developmentally they're at different stages or emotionally they're very different types of kids, then sit with them and tell them individually. 
As best you can, though, try to manage the dynamics so that both of you, both parents, can be present for this conversation. It might go something like this, and I don't intend this to be a script because everybody's situation is different. How you get through this is going to be very much your story. But something like, you know, we have made a difficult choice to end our relationship, end our marriage, whatever way, and we won't be living together anymore. Mom or dad, whoever it is, will be moving out of the house and will be living in X location. Our relationship changed and while we're no longer in love with each other, we both really love you and always will. We're still your parents and we'll always work together as parents for you. But we feel that we can do the best job we can as friends rather than being in a relationship together. Okay. And again, you would change that and, uh, you know, modify that according to age and developmental capacity. But depending on the situation, you know, maybe there's been a lot of rows and tension and fights in your home, you know, those kinds of unpleasant bubbling tensions. And again, with a child at this stage of development, I'm thinking of the dad who wrote in, you know, nine and 11 years old, um, it would be naive to think that they haven't picked up on at least some of those tensions. You might add in something like, as you know, we haven't been getting along and there have been a lot more rows and arguments in our home recently and that's not what any of us want and it isn't good for any of us. That way you're acknowledging, look, I know you've seen bits of this and I'm now putting context on it for you. While there may be more details pertaining to your separation, be that an extra marital or relationship affair or one of you is leaving to go straight into a new relationship, your children do not yet need to know about this. Steps should be taken to be discreet and mindful that it is enough for young children to process that their parents are separating before they learn any more details like this. You know, if one of you is leaving straight into a new relationship, your children may well need to know that in a timely way, but not all in one sitting is what I'm saying, because that's just too much to get their heads around. Children of this age, and again, I'm referring to the, the dad that wrote to me nine and 11, so middle childhood, but also younger children than this, they're still quite egocentric in their development. So the main question for them is often, okay, but how will this affect me and my life? And this is perfectly normal and understandable, and you should plan to address this before they have to ask it. You might say something like, well, you're going to keep living in this home as you always have with this parent and you'll be staying with other parent in other location on these days and weekends. And you have all of that planned out so you're presenting this very calm, clear, concise plan and structure. You might add, you know, you're going to be going to your same school with your same friends and most things are really going to stay the same for you. But the stuff that's changing is also big stuff. So we want you to know that you can ask us any questions you have now or as we're moving forward with this. In one way, you're normalizing it, but you're not dismissing or minimizing it either. It is a significant life event. And this is, of course, if they will be staying in their family home and local school. If the family home needs to be sold as part of the separation, speak about the present, not offering any future guarantees. So you might word it differently and say, for now, you'll be staying with mom or dad in our home. We're working out together what will be best for us all in the future. But if anything is to change, we will tell you about it. For now, X, Y and Z stays the same though. Be mindful that if your home needs to be sold, you do tell your children directly so that they don't hear it elsewhere. 
Be clear that a decision has been made by the adults and that it is not open for negotiation, but accept and empathize with their emotional response to your decision. I understand that you're angry and upset that we have to move out of our home. Change is really, really hard, especially when it isn't a change that you got to choose. We tried to look at all of the options and we agreed that this is the only way that we can all be taken care of. So we're moving to X location. Do try to have a plan in place before sharing the news if possible. And you'll get to decorate a new bedroom. We'll be close to whatever amenity, be that football grounds, park, aquarium, zoo, forest, whatever it is. So you'll like that. We're also a bit nervous about this new change, so we do get it and we do understand what it's like for you, but we're going to help each other through it. Now, bear in mind that it is okay if they act out, even if they tantrum, even if they're much older than typical tantrum time, but if they tantrum, they strop out of the room, they shout, they cry, that's okay. Give them space to react and then be available for comfort and relational repair afterwards. Now, I'm outlining this, you know, in terms of what is best, what is optimum. And I do want to put that in the context of I get that these situations aren't ideal. If they were this ideal, you probably wouldn't be separating. And adult emotions play a part in this too. And to be this emotionally available to your children in what is bound to be a very difficult time for you, you're going to need to activate your own support network of friends and family around you. You do not need, albeit well-meaning, people who are there to tell you what to do or how to feel because you already know this yourself. You do, however, need people who will hold you up, support you and pour the requisite tea or wine or beers and just listen and accept where you're at. Get out for walks to just breathe and ground yourself, to change your physical environment, to reset your brain. Importantly, though, do have a person that you can really be yourself with, someone you can let rip at and say all of the emotive things you try hard to conceal from your ex-partner and your children for the greater good, someone who will accept and hold that for and with you so that you can stay connected with the bigger process. That's really, really important. Modeling good self-care is vital for your children, and if you do fall apart, I should really say when you do fall apart in these situations, not just if, and you cry or you lose it in front of them, don't beat yourself up about it. You're human. And this is a very very difficult experience for anyone to go through. Once you've calmed and settled, go to your child and acknowledge what has happened. Oh gosh, I really fell apart there for a while. I guess everything just got a bit much and my feelings exploded. This is hard for me too, but I want you to know that it will all get easier and I'm now feeling calm and okay. Sometimes it's good to let ourselves fall apart a bit, isn't it? You know, you should know that if it happens to you, I'll be here to help you put back together every time. Okay, so you're saying, look, it happens, it's normal, it's happened to me, but by coming back to you, especially when our children see us cry and get upset, when we come back and say, gosh, I'm okay now, it reassures them that we have overcome it and that we're not still falling apart. Our children act out what they see in us. They will respect us when they see us respect ourselves, them, and of course, each other. Never agree to keep secrets from the other parent, no matter what your situation is with each other. Never speak badly of each other in the earshot of your child, and that earshot range is way longer than you can imagine. 
smile when doing your handovers when you're you know one parent is bringing a child back or taking them to their house you know smile smile at your child let them see you smile at each other it makes the transition a happier experience for them so that they're not worried about whichever parent they're leaving for the day or night or weekend as best we can even under difficult circumstances we have to find a way to co-parent in a calm cohesive way so that our children see that we mean it when we say that while our feelings for each other has changed our love for them has not they have to see us do that not just say it loving your children is the one thing that you will always have in common with your ex-partner Having this as your shared starting point and your secure base to return to when other emotive things take over is a good way to ground ourselves, to stay focused on our shared goal, on what matters most. A little tip I might just add in at the end here for you to hold in mind is ensure that there is a family photo or at least a photo of your child with each of you. If you're not comfortable having one of you all together, have one of them with their mom, of them with their dad. Um, in the bedroom that they sleep in at each of your homes. It's a symbolic way of acknowledging the role and presence of the other parent in all of your lives. And again, it just reinforces for a child that, okay, my parents aren't together, but I still have both of them and they still have me. And that's really, really helpful with this. But above anything and on all else, please take time to mind yourself through this difficult, difficult time. And I think it's so admirable to be focused on how am I going to tell my children? What am I going to say to them? How do I make sure they're okay? And of course, that's a priority. But it cannot be at a cost of you doing all of that for yourself too. Start with yourself, strengthen yourself up, and then come to your children from that position of strength. Be good to yourself. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.